Hello. You are watching Le Novelle Spray video series on Theology Body. We are discussing Audience 6. We are your hosts, Jeremy Hossauter. And Guillermo Moreno. All right. So what we need to do is begin by kind of recalling what we talked about in the previous audience. So some general conclusions. Man is a person. And what makes man a person is this concept of subjectivity. Now, some dis defining features of subjectivity in the previous audience were self-knowledge and self-consciousness. And now JP2 is going to add this concept of self-determination. Now, self-determination is another way of saying free will. Free will is a man's ability to choose and do what is good. And so by choosing to do good or having this freedom to perform actions, man determines himself. Right? If I do a good action, then I become a good person. Whereas if I do something evil, then I become an evil person. There's that determining of me through my actions. Now, original solitude, again, we need to recall that man is alone, the woman has not been created yet, and man does not have a helper fit for him. He looked at all the animals and saw that None of them were the same kind of being as him. None of them were created um, persons like man is. All right. If I could add to this, original solitude also demonstrates that, yes, man is alone in the sense that also that man is the only one created in the image and likeness of God of uh, created of material creation. Now, now, not exclusively material creation, obviously, as we talk, as we know that man has a soul. Just to reiterate a little bit that out of material creation, Man is the only one created in the image and likeness of God. And he's aware of that. Yeah. And another way of saying that is, is by introducing this concept of subjectivity, right? Mm -hmm. Image and likeness of God implies the personhood of man. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Guillermo, for that. Yes. I like how we tied that into um, previous material. Yeah. Because if we think about how JB2 is approaching the material, Genesis 1 kind of gave the objective kind of cosmological worldview of man. And now we are walking through the subjectivity, the experiences of the first man in discovering that objective reality. All right. Now, because man is a person, 
he is the subject of a covenant. Man is a person, and so he has self-determination. This implies that he has the ability to choose between what is good and evil. And so this means then that man can become a partner with God, and in doing so, he enters into covenant. So original solitude then has this meaning of man being in a unique, exclusive relationship with God because he is Imago Dei. All right. So let's see. Let's go ahead. Did you have anything you want to add about covenant, Guillermo? Not about covenant. The only thing that I would like to add regarding creation is that, as the last point says here, man hence is in a, new, in a unique relationship with God. Where does that put the rest of creation? They're still God's creatures. Man, on the other hand, is called to, to something beyond creatures, rather his children. Right. That's a good point, a distinction between children and creatures. Uh-huh. All right. Let's continue on. Experience of the body. So something to keep in mind is back in previous audience, JP2 said, we're going to talk about experience. And the first experience we've been focusing on is the experience of original solitude, right? And so this kind of comes back to what we said before, man, through his experience of his body, he learns that he is alone in this state of original solitude. And through this awareness of his body, he's aware that his body and him, that is something different from animals. Through experiencing our body, we discover our difference from animalia, from animals. The body of man is something distinct sure there are some features with other animals that we have in common legs feet or in the case of chimpanzee 98 percent of our dna but there's something fundamentally and essentially different about the human body and man's awareness and consciousness of this uniqueness leads to him separating himself from the rest of creation let's see can i add that the phrase experience of the body really sheds light on the fact that we cannot separate our bodies from ourselves we Mm. are our bodies right now that's a great point are you thinking of descartes guillermo i was actually thinking of transgenderism oh very similar very like that that came inevitably from descartes uh yeah. long story yeah i think i'd very put more story. blame on sartre than descartes i don't know who i don't know jack about sartre to uh, be uh, we'll we'll talk about him a little bit more in the future okay episode, oh, great. he actually 
Sartre is one of the kind of interlocutors for JP2, interestingly enough, even though he's never mentioned explicitly. What do you mean by interlocutor? So you know how Christ is discussing um, marriage and its indissolubility? Of course. With the Pharisees. The Pharisees are the interlocutors, the ones he's um, engaging in dialogue with. Mm-hmm. And Jean Paul Sartre, the famous atheist existentialist thinker, is kind of a silent interlocutor for JP2. And we'll explain some of those themes later, but there's actually a concept that I think JP2 got directly from Sartre that's actually fairly important for some of his later analysis. And I'm taking this way too literally. Were they contemporaries where Sartre, Sartre was questioning JP2? Um, I doubt that they ever talked to each other. Okay. I mean, Sartre was a radical leftist communist in France. I don't see how they would interact much. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, Sartre was really big in the 30s, 40s, 50s. Oh, okay. And so on. Yeah. Whereas JP2 really didn't rise into academia until the 50s, and mm-hmm. that was mainly mm-hmm. in Poland. Right? Wow. Yeah. So in the 50s, it was mainly a Polish thing. It wasn't until later, especially with like Vatican II, that of course. He, his ideas got a wider audience. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see here. Let's go ahead and move on to the next slide. All right, to till the earth. Now, this is a rather interesting point. So in Genesis 1, we're told that man has his duty to till the earth, right? But if we follow on the timeline of Genesis 2 for a moment, you have earth created, but then man hasn't been created yet. So what that implies then is, there was no work performed until man was created. Then once man was created, then there, there was work actually being accomplished, being performed. So this concept of tilling then is a way that man rules over creation. So why he rules over the earth. And this goes back to the idea of man being a steward over creation. And this experience of tilling then of working belongs to man's experience of original solitude because only man can work so only man can do this animals cannot do this animals cannot till so we we come to this interesting point that again this only man can work properly speaking right I find it's a simple point, but there's something profound about it. Um, Guillermo, do you have any last thoughts about this audience? Not quite. I don't. Okay. In that case, I think we can end this episode short. Excellent. So thank you for watching our video. If you've been enjoying our content, please consider supporting us through subscribing to various 
social media platforms like YouTube or donating money to us through Patreon, becoming a member there. Check out our awesome website. Check out our awesome podcast. Um, did we forget anything, Guillermo? Just please keep us in your prayers. All right. Yep. Please pray for us. It is a lot of work making videos, making content for the website. Lots of long hours. All right. With that, I guess we'll say goodbye. Bye, everyone. God bless. I was wondering if you were going to say it. Of course I was. All right.